because you know, I'm gonna flip the switch. Because <laughs> I always thought that was a different way around. That's funny. Now you've <laughs> now you've made me be like, yeah, that's maybe he's turning it off. Really made maybe you think he, on that one. He made me make me think. Flipping the switch off. Flip, mm. flip, flip. flip. Nobody else be doing this. Welcome back to Down Down Flips. I've been switched down. <laughs> my name is Morgan Roberts. Uh, my name is Fitzgerald, Dominic Fitzgerald. This is the last time we get to do that for what's probably going to yeah. be anywhere from three to six years. Yeah, anywhere, anytime. I mean, any. I mean, has this been the longest? I, and I, I really do feel after this, they need a break. Like they need a break for a variety Oof. of reasons. Not, yeah. not, not negative reasons. Just, just in yeah. general, just like fucking. We just need a break. Yeah. This was traumatic. Yeah, I feel in so many. Well, that's what I, I, yeah. I really hope they spent the last nineteen months doing. I hope they were like, all right, COVID's put us on pause for continually expanding lengths of time. Let's just keep relaxing while we can until we have to put out this movie and mm. then then get to work. I'm in the opposite camp. I want to I, I want to see movement. And I think we will because I think they're going to it's next year is the 60th anniversary and they've already started celebrating in some instances. So I just, think they're going to tee up. Yeah. Does the game does um IO Interactive's game come out next no year. Idea. We haven't heard. They, there's no date. I expect we'll hear about it at E3 or or Gamescom or wherever. I'm kind of though. We like we it. we heard about. We got the first teaser for it. I feel like a yeah. good year ago now. Yeah, that's the thing. And I'm kind of mm. like, well, if it's the sick, you know, no, bitches aren't going to be like, let's do it for the 61st anniversary. No, <laughs> no, that is true. That is you true. Know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I. You never know. You never Happy know. Happy birthday. Um, it, it seems like definitely it could come out next holiday. Yeah. And fit, therefore yeah. would would fit into the... Because they've been working on it for a year at least already. So if we see something halfway through next year, they can be like... Sure. Yep. I mean, I'm sure elements of this game have been worked on for more than that because it's mm. probably using a beefed up Hitman 3 yeah. engine. It's true. But they also... There was a lot of, there was a lot of hiring for um, a lot of key positions, I remember, back last year. Yeah. So what, you never what sort know. of key positions are we talking about? Like, EPs uh, there was or the like writers, writing? writers. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I dead set nearly pulled the trigger. I nearly thought to myself, "Oh, what do I got to do to get in that writers' room?" But I didn't. Yeah, uh, I didn't really have anything that would prove my 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 just worth like, as a Bond writer on me. No, at the point in time, apart yeah. from just saying having opinions on Purvis and Wade. I I honestly <laughs> feel like me being able to say, "Yeah, I've read the books." carries carries more weight than that sentence would in other in other ips because <laughs> it's yeah. it's hard to find those books but uh yeah yes. look we this is the we're dancing around December. and it's been it's been a while I, I this is you know we got busy you i you got I went busy to, i went to tasmania I, yeah, you week. got busy. I had to find myself spiritually, mm. uh, emotionally, really put things into perspective because this this film really shook my world for a good week. I'm actually kind of wondering, like, I, I didn't push on us recording this quick. Like, I pushed mm. on seeing the film on the Thursday that it opened, no, yeah. whatever it was. The only thing we really pushed for was just seeing it a few times before we recorded, which... uh. 
I, I'd check in there. How many times have you seen the film? Once. Wow. Yeah. Um, and maybe breaking this episode just like, I, I don't know. I mean, no one cares. No one cares about our podcast. It's not like we're holding anything back to the end. I feel like just talking about that elapsed. When did it come out? It came out on the 11th of November. Yeah. So we're Believe recording me, it on the date, later. The date is, is, is yeah. that, that date is scarred into my brain as being the day that heaven and earth finally moved. That's right. Because I feel like film. I feel like if you had to be if you were like exploding to record about this with me, you would have made it happen. You would have been like, "Oi, motherfucker, let's go. Yeah, like, we have to do this." And I was like, "Yeah, no. let's let's try and yeah. should we record tonight?" Yeah, and then you know, yeah. shit, life. Like I wasn't. I really no. didn't push because I wanted the time. You, you I really some wanted time. I I needed that time to really think about it, process things, put it together, put my opinions together because. Look, if you've seen the film, you know how it ends, and I'm sure it caught everybody a little off guard right after the first time. Yeah, and I'm just going to say, I'm just going to finish what I was saying, Mm. that I'm going to say right up the top that for a few days I did think a lot about this movie. Mm. And then I was busy and I did not think about this movie much more after maybe the 15th or the 17th of November. Yeah. But here's what I will say up the top, just straight mm. up. Yeah. Is that for the duration of this film, mm. I was hooked, mm-hmm. I was in, I was mm-hmm. entertained. Mm-hmm. And as much as, <laughs> and it brings me joy in a mm. way almost to say that this film is almost a return of the, of the long <laughs> mentioned, of, oft mentioned mm. Seven mate warm blankets that we oh, have so many because wow. because you know what I wow. like, I just enjoyed being in this film the warm blanket award and it's, it gets I think this film gets the warm blanket award because I just sat there being like hey, I don't want to be anywhere else right now I just want to no, be fucking enjoying James Bond I want to be living inside James Bond's world right now so and I am true. and that's great. And you know what? And then that film ended and I was like, how how awesome was that for two and a half hours to be inside James Bond's world? Yeah. And I think that I feel like this is a thing that I'm going to come back to a lot in this conversation Mm. because it ties into a whole bunch of other things that I've been thinking about just generally at the moment about Mm. art and Mm. critics Mm. and and things and perceptions. Perception of just like. Reaction. Are critics, do we need critics? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and can, I, I, can we just enjoy shit and and fucking just it's true you know you know what that's where Do, i'm anyway that's let's where ha- I'm let's have that com- let's have that conversation <laughs> real quick because that's yeah. really fascinating do we need critics i think <sighs> need is a strong word the only <laughs> thing we need in life is oxygen and sustenance everything else really is is optional i'd argue shelter is pretty important yeah but you know that's no, you're right. As long as my shelter includes in cl- my in Blu-ray climate, Criterion getting, Collection yeah. or James Bond, pick yeah. one. <laughs> but you've avoided. But you've but you've just taken the gust out of my my my. To- totally, I'm sorry. Yeah, my, I'm sorry. the point is that need is a strong word. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think criticism. I always think criticism is key. I think we need to be critical at times, but we also need to know when not to be. And so. 
movies are always this fascinating crossroad of the two because and, and I've gone through I like to think I'm at the end of this journey in in my life as now I become a professional art person <laughs> I like to think that yeah I think I can say that now I'm I'm a university graduate I'm I'm working in my field it's I think I'm allowed to say that um it's it's evolved from the point where you go to films as a child and you just sort of it, things either entertain you or they don't and that's sort of the only measure of it and then you turn into a teenager and a young adult and you start to think well there's reasons why I'm entertained or I'm not entertained what are those reasons oh look the internet spends their entire time discussing why these certain elements are entertaining or not let's call that criticism yeah and then you reach a point where you sort of get older and you realize well sometimes it's it's very important to be critical i think about this how many times in your life have you gone on a date with a woman to the cinema maybe 10 to 15 times how many of those times were good dates because you could at least discuss the film not oh, probably probably all of them yeah believe you me i had a very hard time on my first movie date because it was to see (laughs) okay yeah here we go it was it was to see avengers 2 and there's only (laughs) there's only so much you can say about avengers 2 it's like hey this starts tying some universe together yeah (laughs) it wasn't even that it was just like yep i like when they i like when they had fun and i like when they saved human beings Yeah, pretty pretty fun. I love the bit where that. I love the bit where what goes da 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 da. da yeah, da, it's a slap box. It's great. But every, cool. <laughs> but I've learned the merit of just being able to discuss. You know, the, the discussion is key, and I think, and I think there's actually before before the dating analogy took place, there were a lot of instances where I would go to the movies with my my cousins and my aunt and my aunt would sort of try and G up discussion about things in a little bit more detail. I specifically remember she did that with the amazing Spider-Man one just to but make was it topical. But, but was it a bit more forced? It was like, so what did you think about the, you know, the character development in scene two? <laughs> no, no, no. It's always, it's, it's, it's a cheat code that I, I don't know if she did it specifically or if I've started doing it. I know I do it now, but whenever I'm trying to encourage this discussion with like younger people, I'm always like, did you like this thing as kids can, they can, they can identify if they're entertained or not. And then I just go, can you tell me why you enjoyed it? Yeah. Like what are the, what, 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 what makes the chemicals go, go, go brr. And you know, in most cases they can tell me, I like this person or I like this character. I like this action. And you can sort of build the bridge from there, which I think was very key again just to bring this back to the show it was very it was a thing i did a, i had to go through this movie no time to die with a fine tooth comb of like all right this entertained me this didn't why didn't this why definitely did this and again not to bury the lead because because you're right who gives a fuck about this podcast <laughs> yeah that's right but we love it and we do it um i i, I the the all the things i really love and the things i really admire vastly outweigh the negatives 
the na- the things I don't like about this movie, I really don't like, and we'll discuss that loosely. But you really can't deny the rest of it. Mm. The rest, of No Time to Die, on the whole, is a superb landmark action film that it, it really did help save cinema. We've yeah. we've gone on, a- and and I'd argue that it didn't even help save cinema. Like, I mean, on a technical level, arguably, when it came out, that's part of it. But I, I think at a spiritual level, yeah, like, it, it, it helped a whole bunch of people who yeah. really wanted to go back to the theatres be like, fuck, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. And, like, that's, I think that yeah. even, the, like, that in and of itself, I think, yeah. is kind of an amazing thing. And not every franchise can pull that off. Like, no. you could pull that off with a Star Wars film. You probably yeah. couldn't even pull that off with a Marvel film, not any Marvel oh, film. Like, it'd have I to be a, it'd I have to be a... To. Black Panther two or it'd have to be yeah. a I don't know it'd have a to be Spider Man somewhat yes book Spider Man like we're about to this week is about to and <laughs> yeah, I true. I was so excited but not, that but you know currently you know no time to die is the highest grossing film of the pandemic era yeah, Hollywood true. film there's you two know, it's the it's the third highest grossing film of the year worldwide because two Chinese films came out and absolutely owned their local market this but this I, film did what everyone in the cinephile realm said Tenet would or should do or yeah. could do yeah, and didn't. Well, um, yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> let's not, we don't have to debate Tenet yet. We've got a Nolstice coming time. up. Yeah, eventually. we've got a Nolstice in a couple um, of years. <laughs> but uh, it dawned on me, like uh, literally by the time well, maybe you maybe we've next already episode, done it. By the time, <laughs> maybe, by the time you hear the Nolstice episode, which may or may not be recorded currently, um, I got a real big feeling that that No Time to Die will not be the highest grossing film of the pandemic era. No. Spider-Man's no. going to come through and make a billy. Spider-Man, the thing about Spider-Man is, and, and that I'm not sure I fully appreciated this until uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I clued into enough people who were like big on like watched all the Tobey Maguire's and the mm. Garfield, yes, uh, all those types. Like, I don't I mean, think I've seen one of those films from start to finish. Really? I know. Yeah, I know. Ooh, I know. Shit. Maybe the first Spider-Man. Yeah. So um, not even Spider-Man 2. No. Ooh, I don't, I've seen chunks. Um, Does Spider-Verse fall into that category? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about live the, actions. But specifically the, the both no no the I'm Toby talking about the... no no I've seen Spider I've seen Spider Verse about like ten times like that's yeah honestly that awesome. that film is banger I actually I would I was actually we watched it the other day I put it on for the kids and Hell yeah. <laughs> here we go welcome to our James Bond via yes, Spider Man Spider Man via yeah via cinema yeah podcast but uh, I put that on for the kids the other day and Lenny was like oh it's scary and then like you know, did stop yeah. giving a shit that it was scary and was just like, fuck, this is awesome. She, <laughs> yeah, she said that verbatim to me. Those were her words. Exactly. Yeah. She said your, um, your, your three-year-old <laughs> daughter went, fuck this dad, that's fucking awesome. Yes! Fucking rad dad. But I think, I actually think that's a perfect film, but no, I'm talking about, oh, um, dad. I'm talking about, uh, the time to- I've not, I don't think I've seen yeah. start to finish the Tobey Maguire's and the Andrew Garfield yeah. films. Yeah. Um, um, I can recommend I've seen the MCU one fives. Okay. Interesting. I we should save Spider-Man, that for a podcast Spider-Man episode 2. about that. Yeah. Okay. And Amazing Spider-Man One. Mm-hmm. And just sort of cool. leave their last. Yeah. But uh, I've seen the, I've seen the MCU ones. Yeah. Um, well, that's going to be fascinating then for you to go see this new one when it's almost entirely based on on old Spider-Man nostalgia because right. it's actually bringing the whole. Yeah. It, it's saying, hey, these timelines actually existed in an alternate, into an alternate. Yeah. You know, in six one six or whoever you want to. Yeah. 
1061 or whatever the fucking numbers are. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Uh, We're talking about something with not alternate timelines. Uh, James Bond. No. Yeah. So James Bond, like, so things, things, I feel like the, you've seen this more times than me. I did. I saw it. I, I called my shot and I just missed under, I saw it four times in the theater. Look, you said you would and you did, like, and I'm proud of you. I said uh, I would do five. I, I said I would match my well, record for Skyfall and Last Jedi. I should probably but, go see it again, but it, I just do not have the time. No, um, no time because, to see it. Because I've also got to go see Dune. Oh, I saw it. I, <laughs> just to really dig the well of us to, not talking about Talking Bond about other the, films. I saw it on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big cinema, it's big, yeah. big, 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 uh, big sound, big, big sound, and so uh, yeah. But so I saw it, and I saw it with two friends of mine, and yep. it was like, yeah, like this is a boys' night out. We're gonna go get yep. burgers and go see fucking James Bond. Yep, and Bond like, and Bergs. It was. I just had the best time. I was just so. Yeah. In, I was so into it. Every all of the beats that it took. I think yeah. there were times where I went. I feel that I'm forced on this. And then I chastised myself at being a fucking, you know, wannabe film critic and just, <laughs> and just relaxed again into enjoying the, the movement. What and, defines a wannabe in a, and a legitimate film critic? Well, in I, don't know. No one in pay, that I don't know. No one pays me for my opinions. No, it's true. But um, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know. Critic hot take. I think so long as you just have one good take, as long as you can, Form a good take every now and then. Yeah, that's true. You're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah, I just, I just had such a good time. Like the, the locations. I thought most of the dialogue was fine. Some of it was great. Uh, A couple of times, I thought were were a bit ham-fisted. But also, maybe in in keeping with the tone, I think that this film, the 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 tone of this film is interesting because I'm not Mm. sure it ever settles on anything. No, I think I I think you're right. And, I, I would say that yeah. as a compliment. I think it very graciously ice skates over every tone mm. uh, without really sort of digging deep into the ice, pun intended. Funny, um, every time every time I think about what I'm going to say in this film, I just yeah. keep coming back to that, the lovely, let's actually, can we talk about the cinematography? Yeah. I feel Light like this is the, the fucking goat. Absolute goat. But I think, I feel like this is the most shallow depth of field I've ever seen in a James Bond film. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I reckon very someone's probably going to YouTube on this and be like, "This is this is it. This is we've got it great. I've I've done a percentage cut on you know." Oh no, no one's done that yet in the Bond fandom because they're they're all very surface. I tell you what, if you did that, if you made that video in your spare time, you would easily crack over two hundred k views. Easily, yeah, cool. The Bond, yeah, yeah, the Bond, the Bond fandom would would need you because most of the Bond fandom is just fashion and. Gadgets. Yeah, that's true. Tone. I say um, that having been entrenched in it deeper than I ever have. Speaking of fashion, every mm. like when the film was, excuse me, um, when the film was coming out um, and mm. and just on release, there was so much in my Instagram feed on, um, yeah. in my explore tab on like Bond Bond fashion accounts, yeah. and then also the actual brands that were breaking yeah. their shit because of the film. Oh, Fuck, I want that peel. navy navy. Na- jumper oh. that he has the commando jumper yeah just give me that oh my god shop yourself in the npl range baby they're not yes. paying us but fucking hell god damn 
because I want more expensive European clothing, says the guy who just got into cycling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sorry. F1 Andy, cycling. He's a football he's a, fan too. He's absolutely like absolute reverse. Big James Bond fan. <laughs> Throw me in the bin, everyone, please. No, you, you belong with your people. You belong <laughs> so, with your people. Yeah, but yeah. So, so that's all the whole thing. Like, but I, I totally, th- I totally think like all those, all those beats that it hits. Yeah. But I just keep thinking about that one frame of him where he's in that downstairs area. I think where his where the background of the shot is that kitchen Which downstairs area, area Which... of the house, the 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 house in Sweden or wherever it is. Her house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In um. Yeah, 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 right. When he gets back, it's Norway, Norway, Norway. Norway. Yeah. yeah. When when, when, when they go to Norway and he's in the in the in the house. Yeah. When and he it's first gets magic there, hour. And Madeline's up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that shot of him there. It's like, damn. Like this. This does not look like a James Bond shot. You know, this is this is something else. Yeah. They're trying to do something else. And it's I was new. so therefore. And every every time I think about this film after the fact, I think about that shot because it's like. Yeah. Okay, this is it's, okay. Where are we going? What are you trying to yeah. do here? Like, it's, it's I'm intrigued. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I too, anytime I think about the movie, I think about I have a scene in my two, and it's the very end of the Matera sequence, right before the titles, it's the scene of Bond and Madeline on the train. Yeah, and I think about it for a lot of different reasons. A, because it looks gorgeous, it looks Bondian. Um, B, I think it's the best, and I've seen the proof of this now. I think it's the best written, really succinct, the most Fleming yet well translated to film writing. And I know I can I can attribute this one to Carrie Joji Fuganaga, director and co-writer, because I've seen the proof. They were they they rewrote that scene yeah. before on the day on a scrap of paper. That was a great post of his and, with the the BTS stills. Oh, yes. Um Yes. Yeah, that was Sam cool. Mendes could never. I love having such a young director. Like young being someone who is under the age of 45. Yeah. Like that's that pretty energy young translates. For a Bond film. Yeah. Youngest. Yeah. I don't think I mean I don't know how old fucking Terence Young was in 1962. <laughs> but um was old yeah, now. Yeah. That energy still translates and I think about <laughs> the that that last scene and that last engagement and how it's so perfectly Bondian how it's how it's you can see that whole I think it's the finest bit of acting that Daniel Craig has done in all five of them is putting Madeline on the train he's like I'm stung I'm hurt I let I I I I opened myself up yet again what happened they got me they blew up they blew up my 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 only loved one's grave they goddamn, they nearly got me. They nearly shot me in the streets. And I just, and I, and it's all because I let this woman in. It's just mm. time to send her on her way and just retreat. Can't do it. And it's all there in, in two lines. Now I've forgotten. Yeah, it's wonderful. I've forgotten exactly the whole, like what that, because it's not her. No. But. But then, but Blofeld keeps talking about how he, it's his, he's engineered the whole thing. It's like, yeah, but it's all, but it is, it's her. It, it was her all along, but it's I, not. And it's, I, it, and it's, it's not, it's no, like, it's never, it's not actually her. It's not actually her. They no, just it's use not, her as but, a cover. Yeah. Yeah. That that's right. So, but it, Cause I, he I knows, feel like this. Yeah. Blofeld knows that that, that'll get to him. That'll get yeah. it. 
he'll shut down completely if he thinks another woman has betrayed him like that. Yeah. And this is what, this is the epiphany I came to after we texted and said, yeah, tonight's the record. Put your big boy pants on. You got to talk about the film. It dawned on me. I love that scene so much because we theorized on our Spectre commentary track, or we were talking for ages, would this film sort of redeem Spectre? It doesn't, but <laughs> it's yeah. Don't get part, me wrong. Spectre is partly does like it. Partly no, no. Well, does. this is my point. I love that opening, that whole opening sequence so much. And I thought to myself, imagine if this scene, this Matera sequence, was the ending of Spectre. Was the third act of Spectre? Ah, uh... like instead of blowing up the building and fucking shooting down the helicopter and whatever. If Blofeld had enough wherewithal in that moment to be like, let him go away with his girlfriend on a little holiday and let me use her to, to break his trust completely. And that's yeah, just, actually, and that's the ending of the film. It's just him putting her on the train. Well, probably still wouldn't redeem Spectre entirely. No, but I, well, well, I think it might, but, but because the key issue with Spectre for me is the speed in yeah. the speed that that relationship develops. Yeah. Oh, that just doesn't yeah. seem plausible inside that inside the vehicle yeah. of that film. Yeah, which just which just questions all of the like yeah. many of the other plot points of that film yeah. that intersect with that, and that's yeah. that's where that problem is. And yeah. I feel like that actually oh, does fix yeah. that in some no, way. You know what? It would it would because on top of that, it would give all of the wind up of Spectre the the end point that yes. it doesn't have that it doesn't have as as Spectre currently stands. Yeah, he falls in love, but that's not the. That's just a little side. And then quest. he and then he quits. Exactly, and it's like, well, fucking, that was but, easy. Yeah, shoot but, down his helicopter and put him in prison because because we actually yeah, and I think that the the, the reason that that's not a payoff is that we go, but but it's Bond. He can't he yeah. can't go that easy. He can't go no. so gently. No, he can't. And show that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I actually think that's a really good point. Did you did you come up with that all by yourself? That I, retro, as in between the text, intro, yeah, yeah, literally in the past three hours, that hit me like a truck. And well, I, and I reckon, I reckon I, well, yeah. I came to it because, and I want to talk about this because one of my, and I think it is actually the biggest problem I have with the film. Like, hmm. let me just sweep my personal taste under. I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of sci-fi in my Bond films. <laughs> the nano machines kind of yes. you know what it's fine let's not dwell on it it's not something that i don't like in the film but it's certainly not a decision i would ever make to put okay, in Bond cool. film. um but no i think the biggest thing i don't like about the film which we should discuss as sort of the last thing because you know you don't want to talk about we'll talk a little bit about the ending obviously we but can keep talking for a bit you don't yeah. want to talk about the film in great detail but i know you said when we discussed on the Friday after we'd both seen it the Thursday night, the use of the, the constant thematic links to majesties. Yeah. Well, can we talk, you need to mention that, but can we just talk about the general constant thematic links to James Bond films and the fact that I, oh, I yeah. loved, I loved the, I loved that this was yeah. like expanding on what I've said yeah. about this already at the beginning, my general yeah. thoughts, but like, yeah. this was such a good James Bond template yes. film. Like yes. there's a big bad and we go to a base 
and there's fucking yep. shit happening and it's yep. the world ending now. We go to so uh, many yeah. locations on the way. We get yeah. so much real flavor. That's we meet right. so many different characters that uh we go, we really have covered every single character stereotype. We've yeah. brought them all in. We've got um big evil miss uh <laughs> disformed, disformed villain. Yeah. That is is quiet and mousy and 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 is not stronger than Bond and is, physically and is not together because like yep. the whole thing is my this and this is another issue I have but if I have this issue with this film then I have this issue with all with every, all, all of them. this this trope but the whole my yeah. my my parents are dead and so I'm sad and so <laughs> all you motherfuckers are also going to be sad like I yeah. I, I just could, yeah. could try something else like there's yeah. so much better I, as we've I, I, seen as we've I, seen we've had yeah. so much better yeah. uh and more convincing yeah. rounded bond villains in the past yeah. five in the past yeah. four films yeah um we do uh, we'll and, make a and, and note to come back and talk yeah. about we'll make a note to come back and talk about Rami Malek in detail because I think he's yeah. a very big fascinating part of the film mm. um we've got uh, my favorite one kooky science man We've got Dr. Valdo is maybe my, one of my, it might be my favorite character in the whole film because that man understood the assignment. Yeah. And I, (laughs) like, we're going to have a wacky, kooky science person in a film in 2021 and it works. And I'm astounded it works because they only, yeah, they just sort of push it. But what were you going to say? He's an American actor, isn't he? No, he's a Danish actor because I saw an interview with him um two days ago a new one everybody hey, there's a whole other press talking circuit about, sorry oh we're talking about dr valdo the 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 whatchamacallit the um david dobrik's character no not david Dobrik. why did i say david dobrik the vlogger hmm. what's that guy's name i'm pretty the, the character's name is dr valdo he's the guy who's working in m's government oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i thought the- he was the guy from jurassic world I've never seen Jurassic. No, I have seen Jurassic World. Uh, he looks the same. I don't know. Maybe he's putting on an accent in that film. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is. I, I, I don't know. Do- Point I is, um, Kooky it. Science Man. Great. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, totally. I'm Invincible in was in my head, you know, yeah. definitely <laughs> a couple of times. He, I wish he got an Invincible moment right before <laughs> yeah. he got kicked into yeah. the acid. That's right. Um, yeah. Great Bond muscle. Cyclops, yeah. a.k.a. Primo, which, again, such a shit name. Yeah. Cyclops, but um, not physically, I love that guy. Not Bautista level, not like blonde. sized, but but just like yeah, yeah, like in, intimidating. Like you, yeah. he shows up, and he's like, oh, that cunt's not dead. Like fuck, yeah, no, he's and he's everywhere come too. Come and tear us up. Yeah, that's great. He's, yeah. I think he's, I think he's literally on every single continent. In yeah, the film. he follows them. He he's either following him yeah. closely or just in front. Going him. to get his yeah. going to get his toothbrush so that we can put his DNA in the in the nano machine dispenser. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That took me four viewings to get to. <laughs> for ages, I always for like the first three viewings, I was like, "Oh, he's in Jamaica. Oh, wow!" And then I didn't know what was happening, what the science man and he were doing above the thing at the party, like when he drops the USB. Yeah, it didn't click until my fourth viewing. Oh, he was in Jamaica to get. Bond's DNA so that he could kill Bond for Spectre. And then Dr. Valdo was like, no, actually I work for Safin and I'm going to kill everybody in Spectre. Yeah. Except for that. That was my other question, but I'd never wanted to mention it because it felt too nitpicky. 
Yeah, I don't know. No, Primo I, he, works for Spectre, but yeah, doesn't but get his DNA on the list so he can get killed, so he can immediately no, no, start but working for... He works for Spectre. He wasn't a member of... I think that's yeah, I pretty clear. It's like... No, I know. I think it's so clear that who, who they wanted the to party? kill was a bunch of... was the people who were like their head honchos... Like okay. the people at the table. I thought yeah. it was pretty clear. It's like, who we're killing? We're killing yeah. the guys that sit at the table. We're yeah. killing the number ones to through number ones okay. through nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, That's who yeah, we're killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not killing have called them the every numbers. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, that would be quite funny. That would have been well, that would have been good law. <laughs> would have almost been an Austin Powers moment, actually. No, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we did. Yeah. Like, number two. Number who was number two, two. In, in canon? Was that Lago? I think so. I don't know. Uh, we're being, we're we being nerds at the moment. Um, <laughs> Thank you yeah. for not listening to our podcast. Thanks for listening <laughs> up to this. Talking? I don't know. Fucking. What are we yeah. talking about? No, no, oh, I was talking about. He's I was not talking dead. About the, no. Uh, he's we not dead because thematic. he's not a guy at the table. No, but so we were talking goes, about. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. talking about thematic connections to other Bond films. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 So he's cool. He's a cool guy. He, yeah. He's the muscle. He's intimidating. He's the yeah. menace. Yeah. Uh, from, from. That first frame on the bridge that it's yeah. like, oh, there's some danger. Oh, shit. What's going to happen? Yeah. That was a great sequence, by the oh, way. I, I love how early that was in, like, I love how much, just this is a good example, actually, of this film of how, how much how much of the trailers have stuff from, like, the first 20 minutes of this film. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the whole thing of watching the trailer. You know, another, yeah. like, speaking of Spider-Man, great example yeah. of this is the last mcu spider-man film yeah where it's like here where you know it's the whole bait and switch it's like this is what we think this film is going to be about and then you go and watch and you're like actually there's like an hour and a half after this that we have not seen anything in the trailer we're talking Um, about far from home not the new movie that yeah no no the most recent yeah you listener maybe have already seen by the time you heard this we're talking about the 2019 one that's right. So yeah, and so this film does that so well. Like that whole sequence there is like, damn. Like, yeah. th- I, I'm so glad that I get to enjoy this now, and I don't yeah. have to be like, oh yeah, I've waited an hour. Where's the yeah? Where's the DB five? Where's the bridge? The, yeah, where's the DB five? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get let's get our last really nerdy topic before we get to it. Gun barrel <laughs> yeah. talk. What a fucking gorgeous evolution of the gun barrel. Yeah, it's beautiful, and leading into. Uh, and I, I don't know if I said it audibly, but I know that yeah. you perhaps did in your cinema or you wanted to mm. just scream out, guys, 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 Dr. No, Dr. No. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I didn't scream that in the, I didn't scream that in the theater. Yeah, I, um, so so I would have screamed at the gun barrel because it was like, they didn't cut the text. They irised in on a location. Let's go. Yeah. Like that was what I wanted. And that is what exactly what I got. It's, Can you believe some people were mad that there was no blood dribble? Like, come the fuck on. I think those people need to be erased from Bond fandom. Those are people. Go away. Those, <laughs> those are people that you go, you look at that person, you go, touch grass. Like, go, go outside. Get go some watch, sunlight. Go watch Mission Impossible 2. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, I love <laughs> I love Mission Impossible 2. Now, they'd probably yeah. say, um, actually, Mission Impossible 3 is the superior one, and that's when I have license to, like, start a fight in the cinema. Just, like, absolute murders here, right? Um, yeah. No, yeah. The totally, best gun like, barrel. The best Craig gun barrel. Um, yeah, totally. It was wonderful. Sorry, that's a really nerdy bit. The the callbacks to other... Let's, let's get into it. The... the Constant thematic linkbacks to Majesties specifically. Mm. 
Yeah, like hit me when when it was mentioned, you know, like multiple times when 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 that music was used. I was like, yeah. yes, like this is hitting me exactly where I need to be hit right now. Like this yeah. is this is good okay. shit. This is what we want. Oh, interesting. Cut me up more of this. Oh, interesting. Because <laughs> I didn't. It was the opposite. You it, it took oh. me out of it. I was like, all right. So, it, no, because yeah. there's different levels of it. I think there's some times where it's effective. I, I want to say that the use of the, 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 use the of line the end is great. The line, well, I, I would, that's such a blanket statement. And I'm a big loser who's going to get into the specifics of the end use of it. Um, I think the lines at the front driving to Matera, yeah, we don't need to go fast. We've got all the time in the world cheeky little bit on the nose but i get it and then when he says it in the ending where he changes it to you've got all the time in the world i get that uh, and, and that's where i'm like okay that works we can use that because but that's that's not just a reference to that in general it's a callback exactly to them using it at the start of the film so it's i know great. it's 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 i know and we can just enjoy the saccharineness of it like oh, no because we, it's not the right type of saccharin it's not the right type of saccharin. I am. Crit- Critics are dead. Long live <laughs> all cinema. <laughs> I, because I think about, you know, because all it makes me think about being the hyper Bond nerd is the fact that those lazy fucks, Rob Purvis and Neil Wade, or is it Neil Purvis and Robert Wade? No, it's Neil, it's Purvis, Neil Purvis and Robert, and Wade. Robert Wade. They tried to do it at the end of the last one to no avail. They've been trying to do this for years. The trailer for Spectre has the same. Da, 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 da. it's not something that they've wanted to do in this one instance because they think it's thematically fitting they've tried to do it for the past six years and i don't know why it feels like they're just it feels like they really just want to have that easy the member berries yeah. have you, are you a south park guy no there's a specific joke about around the around like the 2015 season when we started writing jokes about nostalgia bait where they're like these little grapes that are called the member berries that are just like hey do you remember this thing and then all the characters like i remember i hear them when i when i when i hear those really saccharine callbacks so it's like the music i want to you i want to say i think the music the use of the louis armstrong john barry music in the opening Again, yeah. a little yeah, too saccharine, but it's fine. It's in the opening and it doesn't roll throughout the whole thing. When they use the, again, the On Her Majesty's theme, the dun, 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 they use it in the middle when Bond and M have started to play nice. And that's one where I'm like, why? I didn't why? Even that, but I don't know. It works. I, I just think it works. All right, well, then let's get to the real part. We're going to disagree about it, the, the, the end of it again. <laughs> like the end end. So he says, he says, you've got all the time in the world right before he fucking blows up. <laughs> oh, that works. That works for me. I, I, I like that one because, again, it was set up earlier. Yeah. Then we, and we'll talk about the ending just in a little bit. The, the, they start doing the really sad, that music again. And I'm like, okay but it's in the score at least. It's sort of Hans Zimmer composed, baked in. Again, a little too saccharine for me. I'll let it slide. Nah. nah. But then they just fucking whip dick out 
and start it, playing the Louis Armstrong to song. To be honest, all this film had already lathered me up to the point where dropping that in was just like you needed to, that's that's what I need right now. Like that's what we want. <laughs> Give us what we want. That's not what I want. <laughs> I that's what I thought it was great. Like that's not what I want. When the when the when that track started and it's, you know, that but, opening uh, chord is you're like, oh yeah. yes, we know where we it's, are. It's you know. But here's oh, the here's like, yes. No, what's really cemented it. in my mind every time I've thought about it is every time I saw that movie in a the theater and that song came on, I wasn't thinking about the end of that movie I was watching. I was thinking about the other movie. I was like, damn, yeah, but- I really like when this song plays in the other movie. That's and that's because you're a Bond scholar and you can never remove that there are always going to be things that you can't remove from things. And I think that you've got to also, maybe you have to move past that. I've never thought of, I hadn't thought about it like that, but is that, but that's not a pass, is it? I don't, because they're not doing it for new fans. I don't think they did it with the intention of being like, we're going to re-gift this song to the new fans. No, I don't, I I, I actually, I don't, I, I think you have to, this is, this is, this is a classic example of removing removing effect from the cause you have yeah. to you have to take this decision at okay what what do we feel is appropriate for this moment yeah and not what will audiences arguably yeah. think about how this works and how it sits in a context you have to say uh, yeah what, what what like we can't not use you know i listened to a great listen to a really cool episode mm. of 20000 hertz which is a great podcast it's all about sound yeah. And that's yep. a very generic thing, but you know, it's about yep. sound design, movie sound, yeah. sound in technology, music, various yep. things. It's all quite yep. cool. And they did this cool thing about the HBO, you know, TV static. Yep. Um, and how they were like, cool, and we want to do, but then there was this other part that they used when they did feature films and they needed to update that and bring that into, you know, 2021. Yeah, and they were, the whole first sort of two thirds, three quarters of the podcast was all about how they were updating that nineties, yeah. eighties ish theme to yeah. you know streaming and like events, event films yeah. in the home theater scenario, and yeah. how they're using that as a callback. Yeah. And then the last quarter of it was talking about like, and how do we update the one for the TV episodes? And it was just them talking about how they deliberated forever and forever and forever yeah. and just reached the conclusion that they couldn't fucking change it <laughs> just because you yeah. can't. And I feel like this is kind of inside in that space where yeah. you go, what, what, what else could we put here? We, we can't put like, uh, we can't put yeah. anything else here. I, and that's where yeah. I feel, that's where okay. I feel on that. I think, I think we won't get to a, I don't think you and I are going to change each other's minds no, on this. And that's okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, hey, that is absolutely fine because that's that's the point of film criticism. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's just which it we always, don't need. <laughs> no, which apparently we don't. Need. Put that on the put that on the goddamn title of this whole show. This podcast we don't need, <laughs> we don't but need. you want it. But you want it. Yeah. That's um. Right. Yeah. I always just think there were other options. Why not get Billie Eilish to sing another song? Why not? I I don't know. I just think there were other options. I definitely would have preferred another option, but I, Hey, it's still a great song. It's still an absolute 10 out of 10 Omega banger. It's just, you know, this, the, no time to die really did cement it now. And I've been using this phrase cause I'm quite proud of it to everyone I talk to is it has now cemented 
the phrase we have all the time in the world as a dead spouse dog whistle. Yeah. Cause that really put me at e- at unease <laughs> in the beginning of the film when he said that. Cause I was like, yeah, oh, fucking someone's dead. Some, uh, one of you, one of you may die. And so let's a get sacrifice to- these screenwriters are willing to make. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get, let's get into it. He's fucking yeah. dead. Well, I mean, how, I mean, what do you, what do you, you can't, here's the thing I thought, yeah. I thought about this a lot. Yeah. What else is he going to do? Because we've yeah. never seen what actually happens to no. James Bond when James Bond retires. Yeah. Well, we did. We it was the first half of this film. Yeah. So, which means he can't. And yeah. And I think that you have to sort of just see this character that's who sits inside yeah. a cycle. Yeah. Who I don't think will ever come. Like, well, yeah. as soon as as soon as this character hits one eighty, yeah. it pings right back to the start. You know, yeah. you can't. It's just the way it is. And so this is this is this is the filmmakers going. Here's five films that are about this James Bond. Yeah. And and then in a few years we're going to bring out another film that's yeah. also about James yeah. Bond. And it's, we, we have yeah. to stop thinking about everything about, yeah. you know, we, we have to. Canon yeah, cinematic that's right. universe. We, that's yeah. right. We have to stop thinking about fucking Iron Man 25 that's about to come yeah. and hit theaters, you know, or wherever that was my, now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That was my, that was my opinion always on the canon is always like, just because we've had, 24 prior to this films a really obscure hey hey fam reference from back in the day that i just dropped in there you Was know I, call, calling all the films by iron man and then whatever oh yeah yeah, the yeah they is. do do yeah. that for the mcu ones that is yeah. funny though i'll give them yeah. that it's a good it's a good bit <laughs> so what yeah. is this dr no 24 dr no 24 <laughs> dr no um, 25 <laughs> thank you levens thank you trusket for your bit Thanks. um we i always thought of the canon of always like the same way i think about the books there is a character called James Bond that in that has these very bare bones essential points of canon, right? Mm. Just because it, it they don't always have to happen to the same person in these films, like because mm. my favorite is always the the carryover of of Teresa from mm. On Her Majesty's Secret Service, where that is the plot, to the opening of a film like uh, uh, For Your Eyes Only. Which, which does which is not heard of then. Like that's an early yeah. example of, of, of a franchise attempting yeah. to do yeah. something like that. Yeah. Which is directly carried and, but not to the point where it's super important. You just need that beat of going bond has lost a loved one. Super important. I think those yeah. like, cause again, and then it's mentioned up. The other example of that coin is license to kill where it's very quick, but the line is, you know, uh, why is James so sad? He used to be married at at, at um, Lyda's wedding mm-hmm. and then has to go through that trauma again by almost losing Lyda and Lyda's wife, who you can assume is a very good friend, right? Yeah. You always have to have those key moments of James Bond loving for a very short period of time and losing it all in a brutal fashion. Yeah, that's right. Ev- and uh, Everything and I- else there is sort of just particulars. It is, and I feel like we as a, as an audience are we being too are we being too funneled into are we being funneled too strongly into a method of storytelling that demands yeah. everything be connected and and linear in some way and 
and integrated. We, we and- are, but only because this is the first, the MCU again is the first time it's really happened on this bigger scale. And we and all fell in love with it. Yeah. And that, and that's cool to do. That, that's yeah. okay. As, and that's, that's our method. Yeah. And it's not the only method. That's right. And I think, I think this, I think we all, when we get into these details, I think we should all perhaps remember what it felt like just being kids playing with our action figures in the yeah. sandbox that from week to week it were different versions of themselves and had connect, like, like you said, connecting touch points and recurring touch points that needed to perhaps happen, but otherwise could just sort of play and that's yeah. fine. And we should just enjoy the fucking ride. Yeah. So, so when anyway, does discuss- that count as a good take? Am, yes, I, that's a am I a real day. critic? We are real critics who don't, who, sh- who don't deserve to exist. Criticism <laughs> isn't real. It's Criticism real. isn't necessary. Oh, um, boy. I think we, it's, it's absolutely, because of course, of course, seeing this for the first time put me in existential crisis mode. Yeah. As, because yeah. uh, that was my first, and again, I should have brought this up earlier. You saw the movie with your mans after some burgers, calm. Yeah. I thought, you know what? My mother wants to see this movie. I'm going to be a good boy and take my mother to the cinema as a, as a treat. Yeah. And my mother is a very, let's not waste time kind of woman. Mm. So regardless of the movie, once credits start rolling, she wants to get out of there. However, you would think as a mother, she would at least have the wherewithal or the awareness of being like, oh, my progeny is going through some emotional distress right next to me. Maybe let's not try and shoo him out of the theater. My bond scholar of a son. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really thought my mother would have had the the wherewithal to to be aware of that. Because that was my only like thought about, I'd love to take my mother to see a movie, but this is the first time I'm going to see a movie that will be very important to me. And I, I make, want to make sure that I'm in that environment and I didn't. Yeah. And I had to, I, I felt like such a prick. Cause I was like, yeah. mom, can I play just for two minutes? Just let the Louis Armstrong and song so, finish playing. And so it was me who told you that. Um, so you, yeah. So that's, I'm sorry. Yeah, that I you didn't get to I experience could, for, no. for yourself waiting to the very end of the credits. I know I had to wait until the next Bond. night. Will we'll return. return. Yeah. I had to wait till the next night with a friend. And even then I was really anxious because I thought I kept thinking it was gonna pop up and then more other credits came up where I was like, No, it is no, gonna no, say no. it, it's, right? He it's always the me. very end. It's always yeah. the very no, end. No, it's not always the very end, but it is mostly at the very end. Um but yeah, right. Like I said, I my major cross to bear for that first twenty four hours from having seen it once to seeing it twice was do I wanna see James Bond die? And I went, and I again, you have to soul search on that because so much of the appeal of the character is that he is this adventuring paragon where the joy is often watching him escape the clutches of death. Hmm. But then I thought, no, that shouldn't, that's a cop out answer, kind of. Because it is an important, it's always an important part of any story. And we also have to remember that this is the first time that production and logistics and screenwriting have been allowed to end James Bond yeah. as an as an as in an actor who is playing James Bond. Yeah, such a such a good decision. Yeah, and 
I'm going to get to what I think about that decision. I think that decision, no, I think that the decision to kill James Bond, good. Yes. Important. Interesting. And a very much an interesting dynamic to James Bond canon. Because from now on, we're going to be thinking, if we know an actor is ending their run, that's going to be a thought in our heads now. With, oh, fuck, does he die or not? Does he die? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um. So yeah. I want to make clear, I came to terms with the fact that, yes, James Bond can die. I then got into the specifics of, I don't know if I necessarily loved this James Bond dying. Uh, I, yeah. I, I also didn't like, actually, I didn't like that final shot. Like, I liked the shot from the front, but I, I really feel like... When you say the final shot... Not the, the like the absolute final shot of like, like the car the, going into the tunnel. No, 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 no. Of him His dying, like where the oh, missile yeah, so him, hits and the then they hit closer and closer down. and closer, and yeah. then there's what, and then you know the screen goes to white, and you're like, no, I, I yeah. don't want to see that. Like that's yeah. too. I think that was a bit too much for me. That element was a little too much. Well, th- yeah, this was the thing. I came, I came to the conclusion that I'm. I don't think it's the best ending for James Bond. But yeah. I think it's a perfectly serviceable ending for Daniel Craig, the action hero. I also think, yeah, and I also think that they maybe had to do that so people weren't wondering because of the whole idea of, unless you see like, oh, so many the fucking redditors thing. were like, so many fucking redditors were like, well, w- w- it should have ended. It should have just been the Dark Knight Rises, a-, a podcast that Down Down have already recorded. It should have just been the end of the Dark Knight Rises, where he, where you think he's. Everybody thinks he's dead, but then you you see the doo doo on the bench, and then you go, "Oh, James Bond living." There, I go on Reddit, and I have two brain cells I can't rub together to oh, make fuck. a third. Reddit's only good for one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. I would say, I wouldn't even say it's good for that one thing. That's fucking. Uh, yeah, I, I no, I, I think the, the the plot setting of it is. I think I think the plot of it is is fine. Because I, I I do I do get annoyed that the one line that I think is missing needs to be said out loud or should have been said out loud was if I don't blow myself up, there's still a chance that these deadly nanobots can get to my wife and child. Like yeah. that's that's sort of just sort of put into the the because when I first saw it, that skipped me because again I was sort of in disbelief. I was like, no, he's not dead. That's no. Um, but the more I think about it and the more I watched it, I was like, yeah, I'd be sold a little more if that line was just audible. Cause at this point it's just like, <sighs> he scratched me. Going to go open the doors and just stay here. Um, I mean, that's goat, that's goat shit right there. Like that's what James Bond would do. Well, <laughs> Well. Because because the mission, yeah. But if that's the only I, option, you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> there is yeah. no like like James Bond loves, yeah. Uh, James Bond loves to be able to, yeah. Uh, chuck chuck the hacked, uh, K- yeah. Kobayashi Maru scenario in yeah. and and win at the winless yeah. scenario. But yeah. James Bond also knows that, yeah. You know, J- oh. James Bond also knows what it is like to yeah. face a Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, and and that was and have to and, fail and yeah and and the, the, the deep Star Trek references here, guys. Well, <laughs> there was deep, there's deep, there's deep 
Bond in the books sort of stuff there to think about. Right. They don't explore it really because, again, they've got to make this saccharine, if, we love Daniel if, Craig. Sorry, if anyone here is not knowing what I'm talking about, the Kobayashi Is it Kobayashi The Kobayashi Maru test, yeah, from Star it, Trek. From 2009 Star, Star Trek. No, no, but it's, it's also referenced way earlier in I've, I other things. Fuck. It, I don't think a, our audience gives a fuck either. It's a reference. Like, it itself, yeah. in that 2009 it's a test, film, it's a it's test a they put all of the, it's yeah. a test they put the Starfleet students in that you literally cannot win. It's a, yeah, it is a winless scenario that it's they have to see. It's a test on how to yeah. be the best loser possible. Yeah. Um, no, but that ending sort of works on a on an Ian Fleming level because people who've read the books just know Bond gets so fucking depressed in waves at times. Like there's just these weird moments in the books where it'll be throughout any moment, throughout all of the books, it can be throughout a standard, I'm having breakfast in like chapter two scene. It can be right before the climax of a book scene. Bond might just get super depressed and be like, oh, people always die doing my job. I've probably only got one or two missions left in me anyways. Bah humbug. I'm Ian yeah. Fleming at this point. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, But the the thing that really just sort of, takes it a little too far over the edge for me is it's honestly the music and to put make sure we get this note out quickly the soundtrack on the most part is absolutely fucking goaded Hans Zimmer did some incredible work bangers left to right but Final Ascent just I wanted him to just turn it down (laughs) just Mm. there were two points where the where the keys kept notching up for the big string section where I went just Fucking bring it down a little. Relax. Yeah, I I wasn't really paying attention too much to it. It's it's very if you listen to it on its own, you're just like sort of all right, yeah. come and on. I, and I feel like I a lot of Hans Zimmer I can't yeah. listen to out, out of context for yeah. that reason because Yeah. Yeah, anyway. fair. Um I think on a personal preference, I've always thought that if James Bond were to die, because again, this is the first time James Bond has ever died in any kind of fiction. Yeah. Hasn't died in a book. Hasn't died in a video game. Well, technically dies a whole bunch of times in a video game, but that's yeah. not canon. Infinitely um, amount of times. The first time a character James Bond has been killed off. Yeah. And so I think obviously there are teething problems with that, but on the whole, it's a very brave step for them to do it uh, on the personal as Dominic Fitzgerald Bond scholar, one day Bond creative. Uh, I've always just thought James Bond deserves to die in the dirt like a sad old man. Because there's sort of... Uh, uh, from where they set up, because, we, oh God, we literally haven't even talked about the kid and we're about to hit the owl mark. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, I don't, we don't have to discuss plot points. Like, if you... Kid like, is fucking you know cute. That's all I'll say. That it's kid it. is fucking incredible. And... And yeah, great does, comic timing with the bite have, and the slinky. Does have his eyes, yeah. Um, As it turns yeah, out. I've just thought this version <laughs> of James Bond sure deserves to have that heroism, but I think most versions of James Bond really sort of understand that I am just a cog in the piece of the greater good, and I don't really deserve fanfare. Mm. But, you know, it's Daniel Craig. It's a movie. We 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 love him. We love him. Still. So... I'll give the ending a pass. Not yeah. not the ending I would have come up with, but hey, I not important for me. I'm this not was important a, in that this, scenario. This as, and I think you know what, like you you saw this film multiple times, and yeah. I think only that only really gave you 
the ammunition by which to process. But yeah. you're, you know, I think your original like three and a half, four, like it's still at a three and a half, a three and a half. I think it's. A I three think and a so. Half. Th- th- Fuck! I don't know. It's a James well, Bond movie. I automatically love it more than love I love it. almost every single movie. But I also think in- ra- ratings are bonkers and weird because yeah, the nuance is a thing. completely arbitrary. But you here's can the change other th- it any time. Yeah, but here's the other thing that I will say is that I think that like people. I think that we need to remember that three and a half is like pretty good. Yeah. Like that's pretty good. <laughs> that was the, that was the score amongst, I, I had a whole bunch of friends who I'd been goading for the past 19 months to go see this movie when it came out who are not Bond fans. Yeah. And that was the consensus from all of them when I thought they might have it lower for whatever reason. I don't know. But they were all like, yeah, this movie's like a really good movie. Mm. I like, I liked it. I, I shed tears at points and I went, Damn. Damn. They were sort of shocked that I was as critical on it as I am. But again, it's a it's a James Bond film, which automatically puts it <laughs> it's I love it more than I love most films. Fuck knows. Would I rather watch this movie or Citizen Kane? <laughs> yeah, I'd watch this. Throwing Citizen Kane down the stairs like a fucking snow globe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Citizen Kane reference, ladies and gentlemen. Um <laughs> all right, the last thing. Let's talk about what led to James Bond dying. Rami Malek as Lucifer Saffin. Yeah, I don't know. Fine. I like on like good villain. Not enough screen time and not enough convincing development as to why. Like like I like in in, in nineteen sixty five, yes, yeah. enough to say <laughs> yes, this is why I'm killing the world. Yeah. Um but not in twenty twenty one and that's um, and I kind of felt a bit cheated see, by it. not cheated i kind of felt a bit miffed by that everybody everybody i took to see the movie driving home said yeah he was a bit he, he didn't really do much did he and then i went see i would have agreed with you up until the point where he literally got james bond killed yeah therefore i think by mathematics by the pure fact that he had a direct hand Achieved in the demise of James Bond. That no other Bond villain has None succeeded in. <laughs> Who's your favorite villain? Goldfinger? He switched that fucking laser off before it could touch a ball hair. Fucking. Who, who else? Max Zorin? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even. Barely made a kiddie pool in that mine. Yeah. <laughs> Alec Trevelyan. <laughs> <laughs> Got crushed by a fucking satellite. Who gives a shit? Rami Malik <laughs> killed James Bond. Yeah. And I think we have to give him the credit for that. And, you know, the mask is creepy as fuck. And that opening oh, scene. That creepy was, as fuck. And the, the whole, like, as soon as you love see it. that, that yeah. movement. Oh, I, I loved that insinuated. I loved that where you saw. What, what is it exactly? It's like it's, it's in the out of focus area. Which part? The the the, the first the, time in that opening sequence when he walks up to the door and he's like, no, no, which, like which, you see him in the forest from behind. Yeah, yeah. you see him walking through. There's all right, the specifically. I'm but then there's a, a shot. Man. Then there's I'm a s- shot from yeah. inside the house. Classic line of Sandrin, yeah. super shell of the field. But yeah, if you, you can, yeah, you can people see like him, me like notice the, 
Yeah, and, you, know, you can see the figure of him approaching through the through the triangle window just as it pans back into Madeline's room. In the out-of-focus area. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, we're going to get... And then there's that moment where he's suddenly sharp in frame yeah. in that great stillness. Great jump scare. Yeah, it's Got great. It. It's like, Got it. as soon Got as me. I saw that, I was like, you're going to fucking weeping angels this motherfucker yeah. <laughs> that whole opening sequence great. is beautiful it's good and again that yeah. one does certainly make up for specter that was sublime and i really like the fact that they like as soon as she um uh as soon as as soon as the like you kind of get the vibe you're like okay it's probably gonna be what's her yeah. name but then then you yeah. see her go for the gun under the sink next yeah. to the bleach, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, no, this is. I love yeah. that. I like that little connection. Yeah, was which is That's earned cool. by that point. Because again, on paper, if you had told me that that was the scene like beforehand, I would have been like, Purvis and Wade, you fucking hacks, yeah. what dog shit. But yeah. just is, watching it play out, scene for a film from a film six years ago, you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like not, I, 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 I forgot. Yeah. I didn't forget, but I was like so impressed that well, it made me it care three, that much about a scene. five weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. Like if, if you fucking, if you like, again, we've, we've talked, you can hear us talk over it. The scene on the train, yeah. it's not a great scene, but the fact that again, Carrie, Joji, Fuganaga, I got to give you some respect, King. You made me give a fuck about that scene. That I yeah. really thought I would never care about. Oh, yes, she shot people because the gun under the next to the bleach. Blur. Yes. You added a Tamagotchi. You added Wallace and Gromit. You really contextualized me in that room. Like, I felt like that could have been me hanging out in my bed on my Tamagotchi when creepy ass Freddie Mercury with the Japanese mask on yeah. comes to gat me in my house. And what does she do? She unloads the clip and it's so that got a, that that almost got like a cheer in the crowd the first night I saw it. I just wonder though, like I do I know this is cinema and we, you know, things are suspension of disbelief, but I just do wonder like how does fucking someone survive that? Yeah. Like is he yeah, wearing was, a vest or is he like on some real nerd shit? I don't people know. really Bond community really thought they're gonna do another um, Franz Oberhauser, Psych Blofeld, where it was going to be Lucifer Saffin, Psych Dr. No. And one of their favorite bits of evidence for that theory was you can see that when it, whichever shots in the trailer of like him doing the gasp outside, mm. you see the bullet hole right over where the heart should be. Mm. And Bond fans were like, Oh, it's in the books and very briefly mentioned in the movie that Dr. No has his heart on the other side of his chest. Duh. Right. Okay. And guess what? They were fucking wrong. Yeah. It's per usual. Maybe yeah, I got no wearing, idea why. So I, I assume know. he's wearing a vest. Vest or something. I don't know. Oh, that was my, that was my, that was my last little nitpick. Right. And again, I think this is down to Purvis and Wade. This is farthest under my sci-fi nitpicks, right? Mm. Mm. Project Heracles. Mm. Is the is the MacGuffin, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nanomachines that that kill people just by being technology, right? And Saffin. No, this is why it annoyed me, because they they mind all the really good you only live twice novel death castle stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The plot of that book is it's after Honor Majesty's Blofeld and Irma Bunt run off to Japan, get new names, create pretend to be 
um, horticulturalists and they plant all these, these, these poisonous plants and whatever. And they use that as a tourism as an attraction to a fun spec the stuff and B kill people legally. And so they took a whole bunch of that stuff. They took the death castle, the Japan death castle, put in this movie and they didn't really align like Safin being a, a, a poisonous botanist didn't really tie into the nano machines. And I thought, why not just put them together a little more? Why couldn't the nano machines use the, the poisons? Well, cause you needed something to steal from M who did the bad thing. I think. Yeah. But anyway, why couldn't Safin have been, <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't have Safin supplied those poisons? Like that was my thing where I was just like I don't I don't know I don't care at this point like I think I know because it's so extra, lost this is nitpicky corner it I'm is put a note it on is this. The, stop listening after fifty five minutes <laughs> it's so nitpicky but no I did preface it as being the most nitpicky thing I'm gonna say yeah the st- minus the the the, the, the Spectre Primo DNA thing I just thought you know <sighs> that, that could have been nicer together because now it's wasted because now we can't do Death Castle for another twenty five years. We probably yeah, can't do Death Botanist ever what, again. We can't, what, we can't regurgitate bits from James Bond and the next James Bond? Please. You know what I found out that really excited me? Yeah. Did you know, and even though I've just said I, I've read the books, there's a small handful of the books I haven't read. Uh-huh. The Spy Who Loved Me is one of them. Uh-huh. Did you know that there is a clause in Ian Fleming's rights contract that stipulated no content of the Spy Who Loved Me book could have been adapted. I always assumed that that the names of like the characters from the film or like some elements from the film were loosely picked from the book, but it's nothing. The Spy Who Loved Me for all intents and purposes is the first wholly original James Bond script. Wow. Which means there's a whole fucking book of unadapted Fleming material. But he's dead now. Will the estate just retract that? No. Yeah, one day. All we have to do is just go back into the office and be like, hey, can we renegotiate to get the rights to this this story? I mean. I don't know. I mean, it could be a shit story for all we know. Maybe it's shit. Anyway. It could be be the worst book. I don't know. I doubt it. I've read the worst. Man, the Golden Gun is literally a half-finished book. Yes. It sucks. But I got very excited at the prospect of that. Well, look. Hey, let's pat ourselves on the back. We did it. We did it. And we did it pretty much on time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did all right. We're no longer a James Bond podcast. Oh, my God. What does that We're even back. mean? We go back to Coles. What? We do go back to Coles after our next episode. Where yeah, we after the Nolstice. Jump, you know, jump back but into. But Nolstice is part of Coles. This is. Tiny podcast. T- <laughs> Up next on movies, no straight white dudes on podcasts ever talk yeah. about. Holy shit. Maybe people will start listening again. Yeah. Look, I don't know. People listen. They like it. They come they for us. They know. Anyway. And this is always, and this gets to sit in the vault now. All of our Bond takes are very well time preserved. The re-listens. Is there a better time to have done this? I'd argue no. No. Um, and there is no time to die, despite what the contents of the movie might say. <laughs> well for the last time at least we didn't even talk about holy fuck we didn't even just let's quickly glaze over yeah yeah nomi's the goat lashana lynch is nomi yeah, incredible performance and yeah, anna de armas could fucking 
kick my throat out with one of those high heels and I would apologize. Do you wonder, do you wonder if it's just a joke? Like, uh, like, I know that maybe this sends me like an idiot. Makes me sound like an idiot, but do you wonder that tonally? I I was confused tonally when that because the whole Cuban thing. Whenever she, oh. as soon as she came out, I was like, "Perfect, okay, what's what's going on here?" Like this is all the stuff that yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge wrote. Um, yeah, and, but, and, like, and Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found she, it, cause, yeah, because yeah, we found out that those fucking hacks, Purvis and Wade, were like, "Oh, she was only meant to be a contact in," in and just they, they would yeah. talk a little bit. Um, Which is so true of their entire run. Fuck those guys. I want yeah, them out. I want yeah, them gone. Anyway, anyway, but I'm just wondering, like, tonally, I was a bit confused at that time. And then yeah. she goes, yeah, I did three weeks training. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Forget. like, well, it's a bit, but yeah. also, but maybe, she, I don't know. She yeah. just, like, I, I, it threw it's me. Funny. For some reason funny. it threw me. I know. Yeah. I, uh, Jeffrey Wright, RIP. They killed Felix again, RIP. You hate to yeah. see it, but when I like a champ, Logan Ash, Billy Billy Magnuson, also my one of my favorite characters in the movie. I love that fucking guy and his creepy ass smile. So funny, such a good villain turn. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, and that was cool. Christoph Waltz, about as good as he was Inspector. Maybe had a little bit better material. I definitely laughed out loud in the theater when he said "cuckoo" again. Yeah. And everybody looked at me like the weirdo. No, he he doesn't have better material in this. You can't get better than him in the silhouette in the meeting, Inspector. Like that's great. Yeah, but that's not really him. That's not really him. Perf- I guess. I mean, it is him. Yes, it is. But you know, that's I put that. That's, that's Blofeld. Like yeah, but anyway. that's 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 the cinematography and directing doing a lot of heavy lifting there, as opposed to the actor performing. Heavy, you don't agree? Dis- heavy disagree. That is an all intersection right, of all the wonderful things. That's anyway, fine. this has gone on for too long. And I've tried to finish this podcast so many times. Yeah. Because I told the thing you. is that we could talk about this film for hours. Yeah. And I, I, would I called just, my like, shot. I wanted time. I was like, because I'm not going to get another opportunity. I don't want to keep coming on to random episodes and being like, and by the way, this thing about no time to die. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to Look, lay it all out right here, right now. Look. I guess, you know, I mean, I do know that I want to finish this episode, but if you ever want to come back and talk more about this, we've got all the time in the world. You better go kiss your wife. You better go, you better go make sure your wife is okay. Because <laughs> that is a, I used to think to myself, you know, when I get married, I'd like to sing that song to my wife. And now no, I'm like, no, no I better fucking no. not. Cause one of us is going to get shot driving home from the wedding. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, Jesus. Well, congratulations. It's been real. Congratulations to you. Thank you. This was my idea, I think, originally, spawned on by you, my knowledge of your absolute yep. love of this franchise. I, yeah. Then you, um, we, we ran away. We kept it running. We did it. We went through them all. Well, not never say never again, but again, that's a special <laughs> celebration that we all, <laughs> yes, all get to thing. have one day one as day. a community. Uh, until next time, uh, well, and for the last time, at least for a while, my name is Roberts, Morgan Roberts. My name is Fitzgerald, Dominic Fitzgerald. Shout out to Dudu.